0: Visit roberthalf.com today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: We've got the latest news and notes from the past week up next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome to FB 5 on Friday, February 9th. I am Frank Stample joined by Chris Towers. And we'll start things off with a legend. Clayton Kershaw signed a one-year deal to return to the Dodgers. He is three months removed from surgery to repair the glenohumeral ligaments and capsule in his left shoulder, which I can't tell you anything about, but it sounds very scary. Kershaw began a throwing program last week and is targeting a return in the second half. He turns 36 in March but Chris, he was still really, really good last year. I'm not sure if the velocity will still be there, but my guess is Kershaw will have some fantasy value by the time we get to July or August.
2: I mean, the thing about Clayton Kershaw is, one, people have tried to write the story of his career, and and he is not done with that part of his career. He had a 2.46 ERA, a 1.06 whip last season. I don't think he's thrown more than 140 innings in like the last five seasons. He's obviously not going to do that this year as he's recovering from this injury. And, and who knows? You know, maybe he comes back from this. He's just not the same. But we've seen a version of Clayton Kershaw throwing 88 miles an hour max, still posting low to mid threes ERAs. That would be my expectation for him right around a strikeout per inning. It's really hard to draft him because, you know, if he's not going to be able to pitch until. July, that means you've got three months where you've got an IL spot taken up. And that's easy the first couple of weeks of the season. But once those injuries start rolling in, you've seen the last couple of years. Unless you've got like six IL spots, it gets really hard to manage. So it's really hard to invest anything on in Kershaw on draft day. But the nice thing is, if you're drafting late in March, Dodgers' first series is on March 21st, I believe. They're going to have to put him on IL before that. So you should have the ability to move him to an IL if you draft that late immediately. So if you've got that luxury, he could be really useful in the second half.
1: Gary Sanchez signed a one-year $7 million deal with the Brewers. That one kind of surprised us. Came out of nowhere. Likely to be the backup catcher and get some DH opportunities. Last year, he hit 217 with 19 homers, a 780 OPS. Still hits the ball hard, still barrels it up quite a bit. My guess is he will DH against left-handed pitching because he crushed them last year. Chris, any interest in Sanchez in deeper two-catcher leagues? And any concern this affects William Contreras?
2: Yeah, I I think it's an interesting question with Contreras because last year the the Brewers really only had one other catcher on the roster. If you look at it, Victor Caratini had 226 plate appearances. William Contreras had 611. The question is, with a new manager, Pat Murphy, and with the, the Brewers, how willing are they going to be to either have Gary Sanchez at DH and... William Contreras at catcher and risk, you know, not either losing the DH if one of them gets hurt or or what have you. It, I think it's a little bit of a risk for William Contreras. I don't think it should be enough to drop him down draft boards, but I'm not particularly interested in drafting him at his cost. I think he's a really good player, but it's just I don't love drafting a catcher that early usually. So if you're looking for reasons to not draft William Contreras, I guess this maybe gives you a small one.
1: We did have some reliever news, so I'm just going to throw a bunch your way, Chris, and you can tell me which of these names, if any, you're actually excited about for fantasy. So the White Sox traded away Gregory Santos, and they received uh, a prospect named Zach Deloach and Prelander Baroa. Prelander Baroa is a a name I think we need to know. Mm -hmm. Good ratios in the minors, lots of strikeouts, also lots of walks. The White Sox went out and signed John Brebbia this offseason as well. So, between those two, I think one of them will lead the team in saves. We had Padres manager Mike Schilt mentioned Robert Suarez and Yuki Matsui as possibilities, but declined to name a closer when asked about it last week. And the A's GM mentioned three relievers as candidates for saves. Mason Miller, Danny Jimenez, Trevor Gott. So I just threw seven names your way, Chris. Any that stand out?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think we need to get to spring training for both the... A's and um, the White Sox situations, just because none of these guys are proven high high leverage relievers. We don't know what to expect from them. That's one I want to let sort out. Yuki Matsui, I do think is, I would guess the most likely option to to get the first save for the Padres at this point, and he, he was a a good closer overseas so i'm interested to see what it looks like in spring training but if i had to handicap them right now i'd say of of the ones we've mentioned yuki matsui is the the best option mason miller though is someone that needs to be on late round especially 15 team uh roster consideration because we haven't seen him hold up as a starter i'm not sure he would hold up as a reliever. The strikeout rate in the minors is like 50% for Mason Miller. So if he gets a chance to be the closer for the A's, not going to get a ton of opportunities, but he could be really, really good in a one-inning roll out of the bullpen.
1: For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in
0: 5, and we'll be back again next week. Bye-bye.